money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I am ready to talk money. Well, that's good because we are going to have 20 minutes or so, maybe 28 minutes apparently, that we are going to have talking about money and I need your help. I will help you. I've been doing it for a few years helping Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. This is a show where Reb, that's you, and me, Dave, that that we talk about money, specifically the the hard issues around money. And I'm feeling compelled today to say that... um, we bring up a lot of conversation and topics mm-hmm. and you may feel sometimes like you want answers and we don't, that's not our agenda <laughs> to, to tell you what you should do. Mm-hmm. We want to raise conversation and bring up ideas, have some discussion and um, it would be like you were at the table with us. Incredibly and, frustrating. It, it can know, be. frustrating. I, you know, I, you know uh, but you know what I gr- have great hope in? I've been listening because my kids listen to the Holy Post um, mm-hmm. podcast. podcast by Phil Vischer, who is back in the day, creator of VeggieTales, which my kids all watch. So they all like religiously listen to this. So now I've started listening to the Holy Post. I take great comfort in how they do their show mm-hmm. because they banter completely and talk about nonsense sometimes and um, and really serious things as well. And mm-hmm. they're quite funny. So anyway, not some of you may not like the Holy Post. I'm just warning you, but um, our family does because mm-hmm. it's... Anyway, I'll throw that out there. But I take great comfort. So we, like them, uh, bring up topics and have and disagree often enough. Mm-hmm. So if you don't mind listening to us banter, because today we're going to be talking about uh, something we talked about last week, which In is... In fact, I'm going to say... We want to invite you to pull up and have the coffee, right? We want to thank you for for letting us come into your room. If you're listening to the podcast, uh, then great. If you're listening on CHRI, then we love it that you're supporting the the radio station here locally in Ottawa. So those are those are you know just kind of the the long disclaimer, right, Reb? Yes, I know. You always, you, I'm like, have we not done this four years in a row? But some people still well say, Absolutely. well, I missed you at nine o'clock on CHRI. I'm not driving anymore. Say. So can't listen and we're like no they're like you can google us go to our website more than enough.ca or not mine.ca or chri i'm losing my voice this morning Uh oh uh oh i have to jump in for me Uh, uh, here we go so so that and and rightly so in a sense of if you want to hear some archive shows but specifically we, we are having a uh, a bit of a continuing conversation uh, from last week where one of the questions, and we get this question pretty often in our office because as parents, if, you, if you're a parent and you're listening, um, the question is, is, well, how do I teach my kids, right? Uh, you know, as parents, we always often, I'm going to say often, want to our kids to, to have a better footing, to have a, uh, a more successful <coughs> experience, and whether it's school or whether it's life or and in this case we're talking about money so how can i give my kids a a better 
understanding, a better foothold. Those are a lot of the, the variations of the question is, is, how do I teach my kids around money? Right. How, how so do I do that? because as we were um, talking last week with our daughter, Serena, um, if you didn't hear, she was really cute. Anyway, I'm pretty biased. Um, I was thinking, well, it's great that we're talking about how to teach your kids about money. But if you're not, you're not modeling money. Uh, it does start with you. Right. It, it, mm-hmm. it, right. As parents. And I know that some of you are out there thinking, well, um, because my beautiful single widowed and divorced friends are always saying, well, it's not just always for couples. So mm-hmm. I, I want to say that if you're a single parent or if you are single and don't have children, but you have nieces and nephews, or even if you don't have have kids or you're a youth mm-hmm. worker, I, I want to be inclusive to all of you. How do we model um, our, our money, money acumen, our money wisdom? But then as we talked with Serena last week, I thought, well, what if you don't have any? Mm-hmm. What if you weren't modeled that by your parents 50 years ago? What if you don't know how to talk about money because it's a divisive thing, even within your own heart? Like mm-hmm. you, you just don't like talking about money. You know, my, my mom, my mom would always say that, you know, people say money, it's not all about the money, but she said, you know, money, um, it's not about the money, but money sure helps. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> live. So it was just one of those things. Wisdom from our 93 year old mom. Yes, right? who's passed so, on. Um, yeah. she, the woman who had to count every penny for my dad and when they were first married in the, I don't know what decade that was in the 1900s. I don't know. Um, Early 19th century. Right? No, 20. Or sorry, 20th century. Oh, She's not that, that old. old. Oops. Uh. Anyway, she'd have to count every penny because that's what they did. Credit wasn't available. Um, you know, sure, money's not the only thing, but it sure helps. That's what my mom would say. And and so we'd always have a good chuckle about that. Uh, but anyway, saying all of that, mm-hmm. we're inviting you to this conversation because we want to help you or give you some ideas or have it just throw out the discussion. How do we talk about money when it's hard to talk about money mm-hmm. for you? If if it's hard, then we want to see how do you teach your kids when it's hard for you even to model it because you're not. So I... So anyway. some of that, and and I, you know, again, just going back to last week's show, not that uh, a quick review of, you know, some of it just has to be with looking at yourself first and, and saying, okay, so is my relationship with money open and transparent? Am I able to be transparent? And again, honest with myself, honest with my spouse, uh, honest within the context. Uh, of the family you know if you're a single parent do, do your kids see you just stressed out whenever money topics come come out like is is that again is that what happens um or and we recognize that uh, that there is a lot of stress there is a lot of 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 uh of weight that can surround money. And so sometimes it's looking at yourself and saying, okay, what am I actually like? How do I talk about money? How do I project, uh, you know, um, do all my kids, uh, I, I love the story and it's happened many, many times, you know, you're in the grocery store and you hear, you know, the little boy or little girl saying, Hey mommy, I want this. And, and just put it on the card. Like, do are they just seeing that okay everything gets paid 
in this magical way from this magic card. Well, we did uh, talk about that with Serena mm-hmm. a little bit. I don't know if we did it on air last week, but that idea that it's just not just a machine where you can get endless amounts of money, like a money tree, you know, it, when you, but from their perspective, imagine what your child is seeing. You go to the bank machine and you get cash out. You just press a button, you get all this cash, and then you can go buy what you were planning to, or you put it on this card mm-hmm. that magically pays for it, but they have no concept of what's behind that card. So, so we thought it was a, you know, kind of a, a, a great perspective to just challenge those of us that are ad, that are adults to go, you know, when you're interacting and, and in a sense using money, what would seem to be the normal way right now? Like, again, you go to the grocery store, you buy groceries, you put it on, on the debit card, you pay for it and, and you get on with your life. And, and you as a parent don't think of that, but sometimes just pausing and, and putting yourself in the perspective or maybe even asking your child, you know, so how do you see money working? Like, do you actually yeah, see that's it? That's a great question. Um, and, and starting that conversation. And you might, and you have to be willing to hear the answer because if mm-hmm. you are, you, if you don't ever talk about it or, or you're even as a single parent, just mumbling to yourself about how you don't have enough or how mm-hmm. you're terrible with money, you know, your children are picking those things up. Um, but we are getting way into like we're already halfway down the show probably. Um, uh, but uh, I want to read from First Thessalonians five, and Dave's always uh, like, you know, very interested why I pick the verses I do. This actually in First Thessalonians five, um, the Lord is talking to us about the coming of the Lord, the second coming of the Lord, and that it will come like a thief in the night mm-hmm. that we don't know when it's coming. And um, in verse four, it says, but you brothers and sisters are not in darkness so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or the darkness. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. And then it goes on into verse eight. And when it, I'll just tell you what jumped out at me. But, but since we belong to the day, because we're children of light, let us be sober. We put on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. Some of you might be thinking, I'm really bad with money. And you're thinking, how the, like, what does this have, these verses have to do with money? And talking to our kids. Mm. But I want to remind you this morning that you are children of light. That no matter who you are, you are light. You are not born of darkness. You are born of light again in Christ Jesus. And as a child of light, you have some answers. You may think you don't have answers, but you know one who does have answers. So if you're feeling like, you know what? I've never been taught about money. I feel terrible about money. I don't know how to teach my kids about money. And you've been telling yourself those things. I want you to reconsider that maybe that has been your story, And true, maybe your parents didn't teach you about money. Maybe the schooling system didn't teach us how to handle our credit cards. But we have light Mm -hmm. and we can find the answers. So we can today, you as a parent or you as a youth worker or you just being the single you working in the world, you feel bad about how you're spending money. Maybe it's time to put on faith, as it says in verse eight, and put on love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. You know, I just love that that picture. We're 
we are not understanding. We just go along and tell ourselves these stories. Well, I'm not good with money or I don't have enough money or all of those things. But I think Jesus is wanting to encourage us today that we are children of light. We can be sober. We can say, man, how do I teach my kids about money? How am I to teach them if I'm not even talking about money at home? Like, how Mm -hmm. can I do this? So I just want you to, like, it's like an intersection. It's like a stop sign in the middle of a road. You're just plowing along in life. And I want to throw a big stop sign maybe a railroad track crossing right in front of you. And now the railroad, the train is going by and you have to stop because you don't want to get hit. And I'm telling you to stop and consider that you are a child of light Mm -hmm. and you do have some answers because Christ is in you and he has answers to give us about how we do money and how he cares about us and how he provides for us. I mean, Matthew 6 is such a great chapter, um, about his care and provision for who he created. And we are a part of his creation. So I just want, I want you to consider that because sometimes we need that change of thinking to understand that we can do money at home different and mm-hmm. teach our kids different things than what we were taught. And I, and I think I love this, the, this passage for, for the, the practicality of it. Right. So one is, you know, I think Paul, and I'm going to do the Dave extrapolation. So, uh, you Did know, Paul write for Thessalonians. I I, someone, Seth- someone better t- okay. tell us that. You know, well, uh, well, the writer of Thessalonians. <laughs> we'll just leave it open like that. But I love that what the writer does here because he basically says, like, okay, first off, we don't have to make this thing up. We are children of light, but we have the scripture. We have some tools. Jesus has equipped us already with the things we need to, so don't look to the world. Don't look to, and, and, and he's really saying, hey, we are children of light. And okay, the Dave extrapolation here is, is that the world is, is in darkness. That there, you know, when we, are, we should be sleeping as children of light, we live in the day, we sleep at night. Right? I, I don't think that's a big stretch, but I think that's God's word is, is, hey, we're children of light, we abide in the light, and we sleep in the dark. And, and basically he's saying, hey, but the world out there, they're not doing it that way. They're actually partying up at night, mm-hmm. and they're sleeping during the day. And that's, again, doesn't that make sense? Well, it makes sense if we're children of light, but if we're children of darkness, then it, you know, we would naturally be, away, uh, be awake at night. So the, the, there's the first thing is, is as we reference that with money, you know, let's just read the scriptures. And, and again, you just have to read the gospels and hear what Jesus says about money throughout the gospels. And you can get a lifetime full of, oh, this is how I'm to interact with money. Oh, this is what money is about, mm-hmm. right? Just read those four gospels and see what Jesus says about money. And then I love that it's intentional. I love that he says, you know, there's the God part. God, God gives us that. He, he, he makes us children of light, but then we have to put on the armor. We have to put mm-hmm. on the, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the breastplate. We have to put on the helmet. And we have to make sure we're not sleeping. So I guess this is a wake up call. We, mm-hmm. I, I, Dave and I have been around here. Dave's been talking this message longer. Lynn Fraser was talking it even further along. There's lots of people like Howard Dayton, Dave Ramsey, uh, speaking this message over the years, like, wake up. Mm-hmm. We are not children of darkness. And there are ways to do our finances that God is encouraging us to do. And he wants us to pass those ways along to our children. And it's never too late. And I will say, okay, I went to First Thessalonians 1 and Paul 
it says, I, Paul, Sylvanus, okay. and so, Timothy. So it was Paul. Good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was really stressing about that. No, I know you were. I, but yeah, anyway, I, we were pretty sure. But I, I just want to say we just if I can encourage you but also beseech you Paul would Paul would write that mm-hmm. so often to us in scripture I beseech you therefore brothers and sisters mm-hmm. wake up and, yeah. and 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 I love how he ends these verses uh, that we just read because Reb and I again when it comes to money and the guilt and the shame and you may be feeling a bit of that conviction and then Paul writes in verse 10 he says okay but remember that Christ died for us so that whether we're awake or whether we're asleep, that we may live together with Christ. And so when it, when it comes to teaching our kids and maybe even ourselves about money, the whole purpose of money is to glorify God, to use what we have, those resources we have, so that we may live together with Christ. That's the point. Mm. So if you're feeling like, oh, I don't know what it means to be awake or to live in the day, and Dave and Reb are talking about all this <laughs> metaphorical stuff, and would you just tell me how to spend my next 20 bucks because that's the last 20 bucks I have? Uh, listen, here it is. Spend it uh, so that you are drawn closer into relationship with Jesus Christ. Find out what that means. Maybe. Yeah, I, it's interesting because um, the way we've set up all these shows, kind of one just stumbles into the other. But next week, we're also going to be talking about some basic principles more deeply about what we, whether we agree or disagree on as Christians about how to... Fundamental s- financial like faithful facts. facts. <laughs> yeah. So I, anyway, we're going to talk about that just to give you a teaser for next week just in more detail, but let's just go back for a minute or two about what do we do at home? So I was, Dave and I always talk about these shows um, at home or on the drive. And I was thinking, you know, what do we do if you haven't been one who talks about money? You know, I have a question for you. Why aren't you talking about money? Mm. Maybe you need to ask yourself some good questions. You know, why am I avoiding this topic? Why do I feel like I don't have enough? Why? There are some good, qu- the whys and uh, of, of some of these things you're experiencing, you know, and, and maybe go back to what Dave said before, you know, ask your kids, like, what do you think about money? What are you learning about money? Do you, do you know, and start asking them some questions. And as you ask them questions and you'll see what they know and what they don't, you'll see where the missing pieces are and you can speak into those places as well. So that's asking questions of your kids and of yourself is really important, I think. Yeah, and I mean one of the quick one of the questions that I think is a powerful question if if you can have that with your kids as they get into their teen years is is you know what have I taught you about money? Um, you know that's that's such a powerful question. If you give your kids a chance to think it through and to and to in a sense respond openly to that, you know what have I taught you about money? Um, and have a conversation around that uh, because I think you know but, that's a little bit of self-analysis in business. We do often, kind of annually at least, we do this 360. So we look at our business and we look at the different ways that our our business is projecting out and the way that it's projecting. We do that in business, and if you're in business, then do a 360 um, on your finances and say, okay, what does that look like in the environment of our family? Do our kids actually even know? You know, is again, is it this magical thing that 
just everything seems to happen behind the scenes. There's a, there's a generation before us that never talked about money. And that's actually what a lot of my generation grew up going, well, no, mom and dad never talked about money. I, we Well, and that leads us to another thing that we talk about often, and we do have another podcast on it um, about money stories. Mm-hmm. So as you're asking your kids the question, they're developing a money story. They're mm-hmm. d- discussing... Uh, you know, their history with an understanding of money based on how they're growing up. And you do too. So my parents, I just saw them being generous and I didn't see them being generous. I don't think I knew how generous my parents were because it was never in front of me. Um, but you knew they were generous people. But I knew they were generous people because I, and they were generous to us, mm-hmm. which is as we mm-hmm. got married and started a family and all of that. But what, did I remember having a financial discussion? I remember church telling me that I should tithe and give 10%. Mm-hmm. So that was that was modeled. They must have told me somewhere that I should do that. I worked on the farm. I got a paycheck mm-hmm. like, and I gave that money and I spent it on clothes because I loved clothes and going shopping like as a teenager. But that was another point we were talking about earlier this morning together was the church doesn't like maybe you have a great body of local body of believers that talks about money and, and hopefully that's changing a bit, but lots of um, bodies, lots of sermons may not be touching on this topic. They're not necessarily telling you uh, go home and talk to your kids about money because it's going to help them. It's a legacy you're leaving them because it's something that we're not learning necessarily. Would you say that? Well, and that maybe that's a bit of a generalization, but I do know that the scripture talks an awful lot about money. And in my experience, in, in the 15 years that I've been in money and faith in, in those conversations, um, my conversations with pastors are, we find it very difficult to talk about money from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's just a challenge that as, as a pastor, um, you know, there, there's some challenges there that they struggle with. They, it's not a, not a topic that, they, that they'll often bring up. Uh, and so, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff around that. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is Reb and I and our desire and, and the, the heart of the podcast here is, is that you have a healthy relationship with money and with your family, and with your community, right? So it, it goes r- uh, relationally and money between you and your spouse or yourself, mm-hmm. you and your spouse, uh, if there is a spouse, you and your family, if your family is there, and then finally you and your community. And so we're, whether you're single, whether you're married, uh, there is that, that concentric circle going on that when you have a healthy relationship and, and, a, uh, and a godly relationship with money, then your community, and that's what I love about your relationship with your parents and, and my parents is, is we look at them and we see faithful people uh, mm-hmm. around money. And again, I, I can't ever remember having a conversation with my parents really about money other than when we got engaged and I bought a car and a ring in the same week and, <laughs> and my mom went, do you have enough money for that? Right. Yeah. So, you know, that, that was the, uh, certainly the conversation, but, but the reality was, is in my growing up years, I, 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 my parents, I knew they worked hard. I knew they got money because they work hard. I got taught that, that you work hard and you get money and then you spend it really. And, and as the same as you somewhere along the line, I heard, Tithing was a good thing. Uh, mm. I saw that reinforced in my investigation with Scripture, and I went, okay, I guess that's the basic, hey, we, 
You go out, you work, you make money, and you give some back to God. And, right, and that when, was foundational. Right, and then when we got married, the 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 little bit of marriage counseling we got was make sure you have an emergency cushion, make sure mm-hmm. you have, and at that time, like 30 years ago, it was $1,000. Mm-hmm. Know, so that was about the extent of, oh, and live on... Live on one salary, Live on one and salary. which is which has sh- helped shape us actually, mm-hmm. um, and been very helpful advice. But anyway, that all to say is we feel it. We feel your pain, you guys. Like, and when Dave came home and said, "Well, now I'm going to be a financial coach," you guys know that about me. I was like, "Oh no!" Mm-hmm. And now we have to do this coaching thing. We have to live what we're teaching. Mm-hmm. Ah, I mean, I guess every pastor out there feels that way. You know, if you get in front of somebody. Um, you know, you, you want to be living the principles that you're teaching, which is a challenge. Like, we're not perfect. We don't, and, and we don't talk about money well. So having Serena even on the show last week, and then, you know, she tells the whole world, and you haven't paid me my allowance yet for, you know, March or whatever. I'm like, oh, man. I, you know, you, you just, you're opening yourself up to invulnerability. So mm. let's be honest about that. If you do what Dave suggests and you go to your kids and say, what have I taught you about money? Have you learned stuff about money from living in our home? We say that some of what we teach isn't taught, but it's caught. Mm-hmm. So they're catching things and it might be something that you don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. So I also think that in preparing to talk about money with your family or kids, whether you're single or even just with your friends, like let's say mm-hmm. how you want to have some money conversations and talk to your friends about how do they do money? How are, if you're in your twenties or thirties, mm-hmm. you know, it's a humble thing. You, you got to swallow your pride a little bit because you're going to be vulnerable. There may be some behaviors that you're not proud of as a parent, as a single person, and you just you just have to be willing to learn. And that's a hard that's the and, hard bit and, of this. And I think you know, as we come to the end of the show, maybe leave you a little bit with this encouragement that remember that when it comes to 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 dealing with money, um, that. Um, we don't want our kids to, in a sense, figure it out by themselves. And, and again, I, I, I'll use the metaphor of uh, if money is like a chainsaw and we've been equipped and using the chainsaw and we've made all the mistakes and then we've, uh, you know, all of that, 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 that happens in terms of, of man or working with a chainsaw, that's a dangerous tool, but it's also a powerful tool to get some work done, right? Yes. That, that's to getting the work done. And so, you know, of course, as, as a parent and talking to our kids, we want to take the time, we want to take the effort and make the effort to go, Hey, I'm going to teach you how to use that chainsaw. I'm not just going to hand it to you. I'm going to teach you how to do it. I and mean, we're going to have a conversation around it. Mm-hmm. And, and that seems kind of really natural as a dad. Uh, it would be totally natural for me to say, okay, first we're going to put on the safety equipment, then we're going to show you how to use it, and and then eventually I'm going to allow you to use it under my supervision, and finally you're going to be mature enough to be able to use it on your own, and I and 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 that's because you're equipped with the tool, and that money's the same way. Hmm. We have to start at that beginning and and introduce them 
you know, here's some of the safety factors around money. So I guess it goes back to what you just said about that verse. You know, we put on faith, we put love as a breastplate, mm-hmm. and we put on hel- the salvation helmet because we're light. Mm-hmm. We're children of light, and it takes intention. So there's Jesus has done a whole, uh, and the Father has done so much for us by bringing us into his kingdom of light. Mm-hmm. And now in the regards to finance, we have to have some intentional conversations. Yeah. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you've given us your word. We thank you that you've given us uh, everything that we need to be able to live in this world. And, and when we're confused, when we're, we don't know, you've given us the Holy Spirit that, that leads us and shows us uh, how we are to live. And so in this area of money, I just want to pray a blessing on all those that are listening, that as they seek you, as they ask you about this, that the, this would also become a legacy that gets left in the family uh, of honoring you with the money and the resources that you've placed here on earth for your kingdom purpose. And so we pray that in Christ's name. Amen. All right, Reb. Well, next week we'll talk about some basic principles that we can all agree on, apparently. Okay. And uh, apparently Reb has done all the research on this. So um, this will be all Reb next week. So join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.